I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize it's not enough Cause I've been flashing and laughing so long that Even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying and talk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta loaf as they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool. I'm the kind of cheater, the little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light. DraftCountdown.com. And I'm Shimpy Hallam from DraftTV.com. And we are going to do another episode of The Sims. We had such a, a, a positive uh, feedback from the last time we did this with both the Browns and the Saints. You can go back and check out those past episodes. We're going to do it again with the Atlanta Falcons because we think there is uh, s- some maybe interesting topics to discuss within within the Falcons prism. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar, we're going to use the, the FanSpeak mock draft simulator with my rankings. Uh, you can check it out at fanspeak.com slash on the clock. Uh, and basically, it, it, you can simulate the NFL draft. And we're going to go pick by pick. We're going to start off having a pre-draft meeting and, and hash out a plan. Then we're going to uh, go pick by pick, and, and, and we're going to see how it goes and, and see if we need to stop and talk about a trade uh, uh, and discuss uh, maybe our plans change as the guys come off the board. Uh, so, so that's something we're going to keep an eye on. And, and the, the way we're going to do this is Shane is going to serve as the general manager in this scenario. I'm going to serve as a scout, and we're going to bring in our guest to serve as the head coach. Uh, for those who are members of the Draft Countdown Forum, you know him better as Halsey, uh, but his real name, in fact, I just learned his real name today, I'm ashamed to admit, but it's Stephen Bounds. Uh, Stephen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you can also uh, follow you on Twitter. Uh, is it at Stephen Bounds, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-B-O-U-N-D-S? Correct. All right, so, uh, and the reason I had this idea is because Halsey and I were having a discussion on the forums, actually, uh, about Todd Gurley, and was kind of, Halsey was kind of making a case for why the Falcons should maybe take Todd Gurley at number eight overall, and, uh, especially since Shane and I are kind of anti-running back early, we thought it would be a, a kind of a different twist here to, to get that counter-argument, and especially since, Halsey, you're going to be serving as the head coach, so, of course your agenda as a head coach is you want the best player available. You want the guy who's going to come in and help you the most right away. Whereas maybe the scouts, maybe they look at it through a different prism. And then of course the general manager has to be looking out for the long-term interest of the franchise and the big picture. So, so let's get into it. Let's, let's start our pre-draft discussion here. And uh, uh, Shane, you're, as the general manager, you can kind of lead the discussion and, and talk about what our priorities are, maybe what positions we should be targeting. Uh, so, so just general overview, I assume pass rusher is going to be uh, prominent on your mind considering the Falcons were just uh, uh, 30th in the league in sacks, tied for 31st actually, only 22 sacks all of last season for the Falcons. Uh, in other words, that's a season for Justin Houston or an elite pass rusher. Uh, their whole team only racked up 22 sacks. So I think that's a priority, Shane, but maybe you can do a little introduction, talk a little bit about what do you view as the Atlanta Falcons' priorities here. 
Sounds sounds like you're already trying to convince me of something before we even start here, Scott. Uh, you let let me uh, talk here. No, um, I, I I think for uh, for for Atlanta, looking at this roster and looking at our needs, I definitely think we, we need to get a little bit better on both sides of the line. I think the offensive line, uh, we have some young pieces. Jake Matthews uh, had improved last year. Maybe we could use some interior depth. I think defensive line and edge rusher definitely as big, as explained, second to worst in the league, tied for that in sacks last year. Not a way to build a defense. Um, I, I do think we need some more offensive weapons, specifically at the running back and the tight end position. Running back, you have Devonta Freeman. It's a fourth-round pick last year. And Anton Smith, who got injured, had a, a decent year, but definitely is not a long-term solution at that position. And since losing Tony Gonzalez, we really haven't addressed the tight end position. Levine Toilolo is uh, not probably not a starter. And Jacob Tammy, Tony Milwaukee, those type of guys are just band-aids on that situation. I think this is a team obviously picking in the top ten where we can look at the best player available, uh, even if it is someone in the secondary or a linebacker. But uh, to me, I really think pass rusher, offensive line, running back, tight end, those have to be the big priorities for our team right now. All right, let's let's start with you, Stephen Bound, and, and talk a little bit about as head coach, so kind of put yourself in that mindset, and, and what is your priority? What do you think are, are the most prominent needs, or what are your priorities as head coach of the Atlanta Falcons going into this draft? Well, you know, when you're talking about the NFL draft for teams, and we put a lot of emphasis on the first-round pick, but we need, to, we need to have a good draft. I mean, you watch this, you know, the Super Bowl between the Patriots and the Seahawks, it wasn't just about first-round picks. These teams are good at acquiring good players, and, and we need to have a long-term plan for acquiring good players. Now, when it comes to the, you know, the early parts of the draft, you know, especially in the first round, my main priority is I want to at least hit the metaphorical double with a top-ten pick. I do not want to take a chance on, on just you know, selecting another defensive miss, for example, or, or you know, a miss anywhere. Um, the Atlanta Falcons have missed on their fair share of draft picks in their past, unfortunately. I mean, anytime go look at the history of the Atlanta Falcons draft, you'll see a lot of misses and at positions that are often viewed as safe. I mean, we won't hit. And, um, you know, there are some players, you know, there's a player in the top ten who I think not only is safer than most people realize, but I think there's a chance he could be a real home run for the organization. Well, and I agree with you. As a scout, I want to have a good draft. I'm not concerned about just round one. I want to set us up to have a good draft in round two, round three, round four, round five, round six, and even round seven, even those late-round picks. As a scout, uh, those are valuable picks. I know a lot of people, fans and the sort, might overlook that, but as a scout, we pay as much attention to these late-round possibilities as we do the early-round possibilities. So I want to set us up to get good players throughout, not just with the eighth pick and and. My preference would be a pass rusher at number eight, with the caveat, assuming Dante Fowler uh, of Florida, Vic Beasley from Clemson, or Bud Dupree from Kentucky are there. Those would be the top three guys on my draft board, simply because I just think we're going to be able to address some of these other positions we mentioned later on, and we can get into more specifics here soon. But, but by and large, pass rushers, they're going to come off the board early and often, and I just think by the time our pick rolls around in the second, maybe even as early as the second round, but certainly by third, fourth, fifth round, the pass rusher pool is going to be dried up, whereas there's going to be values at other positions. Now, if if Fowler, 
Beasley and Dupree are all gone by number eight, which is a possibility, then I guess I'd be open to talking about another position. Then we could have a discussion between addressing another need or, or maybe going with the Randy Gregory from Nebraska who has some concerns, Shane Ray from Missouri who there's some concerns about. Uh, but, but for me, my preference would be my top three would be Fowler, Beasley, Dupree. And, and honestly, not even necessarily that order. For me, I'd go Fowler, Dupree, Beasley. That would be my preference as the scout. Uh, Halsey, what what would be your take? What would be your top three on your draft board? Well, realistically speaking, of who I think you know really has a chance to be there, you know, some players are so good. I just don't know if they should. If, if there comes a point where you just shouldn't pass on them, no matter what, you know, Amari Cooper seems so flawless to me. There just comes a point where I think I might be stubborn and and take him unless some team trades up for him. I'm just Either you trade up for him, or we're taking him. You know, maybe he doesn't fit a big need, of, and I feel that way about, in a way, about Todd Gurley. Except I think Todd Gurley does fill a major need. We, we need a starting running back, and um, is he number one? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, maybe Dante Fowler. I, I like Dante Fowler a lot. It would be tough to pass him up, but I just don't know that any player I see that's going to be there at number eight has a chance to, in my mind, you know, I know we're getting into a lot of gray area with potential and upside and things like that, but I don't know if there's a potential that has the, or a guy that has the potential to make such a positive impact in so many ways that Todd Gurley can. So he would be number one for me. Uh, number two, if, hey, if, like I said, if, Don, uh, if Fowler's there, um, I like him a lot. Number three, um, wow, you know, I get, I get, a little bit hesitant with pass rushers. Uh, they, they're, you know, there's a hit. You know, we've we've seen a lot of high-profile pass rushers miss, but I think I like Shane Ray. Uh, he seems to be, he seems to bring a lot of things I like to the table. Well, and and, and Shane Ray, I I think I'd be more open to Shane Ray in this situation in a four-three defense as more so than a three-four. I just question whether he can play outside linebacker, but that wouldn't be as big of an issue. I would still be concerned with Shane Ray in terms of is he an every-down player for us because I don't want to be drafting a situational player in the top 10 overall. I want to, In the top 10, I want to get a guy who can be on the field as much as possible. So that would be my concern with Shane Ray. But, but Shane, you kind of heard opening statements and just general thoughts. Why don't you uh, give us your take on what we said so far, and if you have follow-up questions or concerns, you can uh, direct those towards us. Let's start with a question. I think I have a question for each one of you, and I think that will help me kind of make my decision. Um, I'll, I'll, start, I'll start with Stephen. I'll, I'll start with you, where I think I think it's obvious that Todd Gurley is an elite talent at the running back position. Um, but but my question for you is, as we look at the whole draft like we talked about, do you think that uh, knowing pass rush is a big need, obviously, uh, if your second and third guy are still pass rushers, you, you feel that way too. Do you think a better draft for us coming out of the first and second rounds would be, say, Todd Gurley and maybe a Nate Orchard, you know, if, uh, if one of those pass rushers in the second? Is that better than, say, taking a, a, a Bud Dupree and maybe Tevin Coleman in the second or uh, or Beasley and Coleman in the second? You know, which, which of those do you think would be better? Do you think it's better to get Gurley and a second-round pass rusher, or would we have a better draft if we took a pass rusher in the first and got maybe one of those second-tier running backs? I think strong arguments can be made either way. Um, and, you know, I understand the arguments people point out, and I can understand that running backs can be found – 
in the second round, in the third round. You know, DeMarco Murray was a third-round pick, I believe. Uh, there are good running backs that go undrafted. Um, but there are also pass rushers that don't go in the first round that are very good. I mean, Justin Houston, who, what was he, a third or fourth-round pick, led the NFL in sacks. Um, I'm okay either way, but, you know, it just comes down to, of the guys that I think will be there, I I like Todd Gurley the best, and I'll take my chances that I can find a pass rush, and I can get a pass rush going. I have confidence in my my coaching staff. Uh, you know, we, we we was pass rushed by committee in, in Seattle. There wasn't – I don't know that we had someone that you would – in Seattle that you would say is an elite pass rusher. It was a lot of guys, you know, working at it. And maybe the best pass rusher we had, Michael Bennett, was not even drafted out of college, I believe. You know, uh, and, and I just think this is one of the, the the deepest running back classes we've seen in a long time. I think you're going to be able to get productive runners well into day three, not only in round two and round three, but well into day three. And and honestly, we've already made a little bit of investment in the running back position. We used a fourth-round pick on Devontae Freeman last year, who I think is talented. Uh, as a scout, I think our former coaching staff did us a little bit of a, a disservice by not playing him more last season so we could get a really good read on what we have there in Devontae Freeman. Maybe we already have the, the, the answer to our question at that position on the roster. So, uh, But I do agree running back is a concern that needs to be addressed at some point. And if there was ever a running back that would that would make me question my philosophy of taking one in the first round, it would be Todd Gurley. I, I absolutely agree. He's a special talent, and, and he'd look awfully good in our backfield, adding him to Matt Ryan and, and Julio Jones and Roddy White. I, I, I can see the, the fascination here. But like I said, it, to me, it's about what what can we address later on. And, and I think we can get a running back. We can get a tight end. We can get an offensive lineman. Any other position just about I think is going to be able to be addressed later. I just think – the, the, the talent of pass rusher is going to drop off so quickly. And, and even the ones that are left in round two or, or even round three, we can go into. We can talk about Preston Smith from Mississippi State, Nate Orchard from Utah, Daniil Hunter from LSU, Mario Edwards from Florida State, uh, Lorenzo Malden from Louisville, Howley Kakawa from Washington. There's going to be options. I'm not going to say the, the cover is going to be completely empty, but I think all of those guys pale in comparison to Fowler, Dupree, and Beasley especially, and, and even Gregory talent-wise. Uh, I, I, well, just think, I just think we need to prioritize a pass rusher early on because we're so deficient and have been for a couple of years. We neglected it last offseason. We paid the price. Uh, I, I just think we need to get that pass rusher because they're going to go so quick. Yeah. Well, I, I have a counter to that argument, um, you know, that you, how much you need a pass rusher. Agreed. Mm-hmm. We've got to – the Falcons need to be better at pressuring other teams' quarterbacks. But I'm worried – that we could mess around and go another year of expecting Matt Ryan to throw it 600 plus times of expecting Roddy White and Julio Jones to carry so much responsibility when they've both not had a perfect track record recently of health. Uh, we really need to have one to me. I want, I don't want a running, a running back. I'd love to have two or three good running backs in Seattle you know, it's it, they have a good starter, they have a good backup in Robert Turbin, and they haven't been afraid to, and, you know, and they didn't invest first-round picks in running backs, but I think Turbin was a fourth-round pick, and then they invested uh, the guy to Texas A&M, a second- or third-round pick. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
I don't want to mess around and not have a running game to add some balance to our offense. I mean, we've got a quarterback who, in quarterback terms, he's still relatively young. I mean, he's going to turn 30, I believe, in May. Um, and who knows, maybe he can play five, six, seven. But I want him to play as long as possible. I mean, Matt Ryan, when it comes down to it, might be the single most valuable person in the Atlanta Falcons organization right now, and I want to keep him around playing well as long as possible. And part of that is not putting so much pressure on him, and I want to keep Julio Jones around and healthy. And, you know, got to be careful about how much pressure we're putting on him. So there's more value than just, to me, than just, well, Todd Gurley looks good. I want good running backs because the Falcons need starting yesterday to get better at running the ball. Well, and just one more quick follow-up, too. I would make an argument that that pass rusher is an even greater need than running back. Uh, at least with Devontae Freeman, there's a guy at that position with some potential. Anton Smith has shown some ability. He should be at least a reliable depth guy. Whereas in terms of pure pass rushers, I mean, we have some good players, but nobody who's keeping offenses and blockers up at night. Nobody's worried about Tyson Jackson, Adrian Claiborne, Brooks Reed, Croy Bierman. We don't have an elite pass rush. We don't have anybody who's going to really threaten the edge. Uh, so, so that would be my other argument. Shane, what, what's next on your, uh, your list? What's, uh, you have questions? You have comments? Well, let me ask you a question, Scott, since I asked, I asked Stephen a question. Let me ask you a question about taking that pass rusher this high. Um, it, it might be a little long-winded here, but bear with me. Uh, something that Stephen mentioned was that bustability uh, for pass rushers going as, as high as we're going to take one. And we're not picking second. We're not picking third. So we may not get the pick of the litter. I mean, we might not get Dante Fowler, which seems like the guy that all three of us want uh, to have. And so uh, – if, if we're settling for a Bud Dupree, who I think is very good, but I, I think is, is less polished and has maybe more of that potential to bust, why should we take that risk? You said it yourself. Todd Gurley is, is an elite talent, probably one of the safer players in this draft if he stays healthy. And and you really think all three of the guys you mentioned are fits for our new defense now that we're moving and want that Leo position, if we want that uh, pass rusher, that if that's his job, and then playing the Leo uh, um, do all three of these guys fit that? Or are we going to pick pick kind of the, the second best or the third best guy and try to shoehorn him in our defense, and, and it could lead to some problems down the line? Yeah, I, I, get, I totally get what you're saying. And, and the reason I have Fowler, Dupree, Beasley in that order is you want to mitigate the risk as much, risk as, much as possible. But in the NFL draft, there's no such thing as eliminating risk completely. Uh, if, if you don't want risk, we're in the wrong business. But I think there's much less a degree of risk with Fowler, Dupree, Beasley, even though they also have warts, not nearly as many or not, not nearly as much of a risk as there would be with whoever we're going to be looking at in round two. And then by round three, then we just don't even have many options at all. There will be options in round two, but they're far more flawed or questionable, whether it be performance underachievers like Mario Edwards or Daniil Hunter or maybe a guy with uh, durability issues like Haoli Kaka from Washington. So uh, I agree. Am I saying for 100% sure Dante Fowler, uh, Bud Dupree, or Vic Beasley are going to be elite 20-sack-a-year type guys? No, there's risk. But Todd Gurley's a risk. We thought Trent Richardson was a sure thing. Everyone thought Darren McFadden was a legit top 5 to 10 overall pick. 
there's a risk with Todd Gurley as well, and I didn't even mention the durability. Not only the most recent knee injury that he's recovering from, but he had some issues uh, the year prior as well where he was dinged up. So, so if, if Gurley was without risk, that, that would be one thing. But he has just as much risk, if not more so, than any of these pass rushers. And there's going to be, like I say, I just keep going back to there's going to be a good runner available all throughout this draft. The pass rushers, if we don't address it early, we're not going to be able to address it. And look what happened last year when we tried to take that tack. Uh, it came back to bite us in the butt. Well, may I, may I counter that? Go for it, please. Well, I, I sometimes wonder if the depth that people see at running back isn't a little bit overrated. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say there are a lot of good running backs. I don't know how many great running backs there are, guys that can – carry the ball, you know, at a heavy volume. They can catch passes. Um, they combine things like ideal size, good speed, uh, you know, can make plays in a lot of different ways. I, I, that's the one thing, you know, you got to ask yourself, any individual player, do you see something special about it? And uh, there's always going to be players that are exceptions to any rule you throw out there. And uh, I get that on paper maybe you can get a good running back um, in round two or round three, but if it was as easy, I think, if, as people want to believe it is to get a running back sometimes, I think there'd be more teams set at running back right now. that They wouldn't be looking for a running back again because they're so easy to find. And uh, as far as the injury goes, boy, I just, when it comes to durability, sometimes teams can pass on players in hindsight that they regret because of concerns about durability. Um, and I just... I think you have to be careful about being too concerned about durability issues with a 20-year-old. I mean, he's not, Todd Gurley's not going to turn 21 until August. You know, a 21-year-old recovering from an ACL tear in 2015. I mean, sometimes, yeah, guys get hurt with durability issues, but sometimes guys surprise you. I mean, Willis McGahee played in the league 10 years. Rob Gronkowski, I mean, he, he tore his ACL in December of 2013. Uh, unanimous All-Pro 2014. Uh, you know, I don't want to get too much into comparisons. I know it's, it's all gray area. But, uh, I mean, like you say, it's all a risk. Uh, to me, though, I see Todd Gurley as a potential home run. Uh, you know, I'll swing. Sometimes in life, you know, sometimes in sports, you gotta you got to swing for the fences. Well, and just give me one quick follow-up. Uh, one more point I'd like to make on a running back is e- even if I, I give you that Let's say the best-case scenario with Todd Gurley. Let's say he turns into the next Adrian Peterson, just elite of the elite, future Hall of Famer, one of the top three running backs in the NFL. Last time I checked, Adrian Peterson hasn't won any Super Bowls, and that goes for a lot of the the best runners in the NFL. DeMarco Murray, LaShawn McCoy, Arian Foster, uh, Matt uh, Matt Forte. We can go right on down the line. I mean, uh, I'm not saying running backs aren't important, but I just think in the grand scheme of things, I think the pass rush is going to be more important to our winning a Super Bowl, which at the end of the day I think is our ultimate goal. So so even if I grant you the best-case scenario with Gurley, that still doesn't necessarily guarantee that it's going to get us where we want to go. But uh, Shane, general manager, I'm going to kick it back to you. I think it's time to start putting together a draft board. I, I think it is. I think both of you make strong points, and, and I, th- I think we're going to have a little compromise here for a final board. Uh, I think I think Todd Gurley is an elite talent. I think he could help us. I, I think Stevens' comparisons to kind of the model that we're following with the Seattle Seahawks is interesting. We have a quarterback. We have weapons. And maybe having that running game could be helpful. But I, I do – 
agree with Scott's last point that a pass rusher is probably the most important thing uh, and biggest hole that we have. And this is a situation where at number eight, I, I think the value can match up if we get the right guys. And uh, the, the more I look at it, the more I think we want someone a little more dynamic um, to ultimately do this. So I, I think for I think we can kind of come to a little bit of a consensus that Dante Fowler is our number one player on our board. Uh, Steven had him second. Scott had him first. Um, and, and, and I think I would have him first as well. So if he's there, which I don't think is going to happen, but if he's there, that would be great. Um, and, and then And then I think we start talking about where to kind of go down the board from there. Um, I, I think Vic Beasley is is a little more dynamic than Bud Dupree. I, I like them both. Uh, I think if Beasley's there, he could really fit our defense and play that Leo position for, uh, you know, in our defense really well. So I'd like to put him too. And then I think putting can I, can my I biggest – Can I use Bud in and make a case for Bud Dupree there? Sure. Uh, I, I just want to make an argument about Dupree, and I, I give Dupree the slight edge over Beasley just because I think he's a little longer, he's bigger. Even though Vic Beasley bulked up, Bud Dupree still has over 20 pounds on him, but they basically ran the same. Bud Dupree ran the mid-four-fives. I think he gives us a, maybe a little more options. I agree that Beasley might be a little more dynamic off the edge, but I think Dupree stands a better chance of being a better all-around player. And, and I think he was underutilized to a degree in college. I think his best football is still ahead of him. I think once our coaches get a hold of him and can coach him up, I think he might have a little more upside than Beasley. So I would go Dupree 2 and Beasley 3 personally. I don't know, Halsey, if you want to make another argument, or Shane, if you have something to add to that. Let, let me say one thing, yeah. and then I'll, I'll, I'll kick it over to Steven to, to, to say, I, I think my one reason, too, is that we have a lot of those bigger longer players on this defense, Adrian Claiborne, uh, Malachi Goodman, Croy Bierman, Tyson Jackson. We don't have that smaller speed rusher. But I'll kind of let Steve, I'll let the coach make the choice of, of which one he wants to wants to put higher here. Yeah, I agree with that. It's close yeah, enough for me. So we're talking about put higher between Dupree and um, Beasley? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Dupree. I mean, this is getting into, you know, there's a lot of variables in play here, but I just would rather have a guy that is not going to – Beasley just strikes me as the undersized pass rushing specialist, and it just – that worries me a little bit. I, I think I'd go with Dupree with all things, other things be, you know, being equal other than size. All right, then we'll go Fowler, Dupree, Beasley. I think Gurley is, is definitely next. If those three are off the board, then I, I, I want to go with Stephen's suggestion, get that elite talent with him. Um, I think the next two guys that we slightly talked about was Randy Gregory and Shane Ray. I'm going to put Shane Ray fifth. I do think he's a good fit for us, maybe not for everyone, but I think he is a good fit for us. And personally, I don't think we can take that chance on Randy Gregory at eight with his off-the-field issues, with the potential drug issues, and maybe more. Uh, I, I'd rather kind of keep this clean, and, and, and uh, this, this draft is important. I think we need to keep it kind of clean off the field, make sure we have high-character guys in the locker room. And I think Gregory's a guy that I, I'm going to not not consider this high. Uh, personally, as a scout, my only – I agree with having Shane Ray number six, but I, I, could, I would make an argument for Randy Gregory over Gurley at four. I, I agree it should be Gregory and Gurley four or five would probably be my board. But I might go Gregory four and Gurley five. And I understand the concerns with Randy Gregory, and there's plenty of them. He is a boomer bust prospect. It could blow up in our face and, 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 and look real bad. But at the same time, 
it could also make us look really good. I mean, this is a potential $100 million talent down the line, maybe the best pass rusher in this class has extremely high upside and, and our, let's say our, our defensive front seven we got a lot of veterans there maybe our veterans can can teach him how to be a pro and help maximize that immense immense potential uh so i would make maybe an argument for gregory over Gurley. i i understand why you would be reluctant but i just think too uh, we have our coaching staff, it's their first year, so there's a little bit of a job security there. Maybe we can afford to, to take more of a risk on a guy like Gregory as opposed to if we were on the hot seat. Uh, so, so that would be my argument. I don't know if either of you want to uh, counter that. or uh, I, I'd like to counter – I'd like to make a counter argument that's yeah. aimed in part towards Randy Gregory specifically, but just towards – defensive players. I mean, you've got a new coaching staff coming in uh, headed by a defensive guy. You know, I feel like we take Gurley, we get Gurley, I feel really good that he's a real, as comfortable as I can be, that he shouldn't be any worse than a good player. I know people are worried a lot, really worried about the injuries, but injuries are a risk with any player. I mean, I mean, even pass rushers get injured. I mean, look at Brian Arakpo. Uh, Von Miller tore his ACL, um, so I feel I feel safe about picking Gurley. Um, but if we were to miss on a defensive player, I mean, this is an organization just in the last decade, time and time again. Uh, Sean Weatherspoon didn't really work out. I don't know if I call him a bust, but R.A. Jerry didn't work out. Jamal Anderson. I mean, I, if I started getting into the other rounds, I'd go on so long that you guys would have to cut me off. Um, I don't. We're maybe I'm I'm letting fear motivate me a little bit here, but if we miss, it's not only a bad X's and O's decision if we miss on a defensive player, but it it could be bad for our careers. The Atlanta Falcons fan base does not want to see another miss at defense, and at least with Gurley, we can say, well, we we swung on a great talent. Yeah, and, and, and I absolutely understand that trepidation with Gregory. And I'll say this, Scott, maybe the coaching staff isn't, isn't on the hot seat, but us in the front office here, I think we're on the hot seat. So I don't know if I quite want to take that risk at this point. All right, well, you're the man in charge. You get to make that call. So we're going to go Gurley 4 and, and, uh, and I, Gregory and 5. Ray 5. Uh, Ray 5. Gurley 4, Ray 5, Gregory 6. Uh, but I'm hoping we're going to get one of our top four players. I feel pretty confident that we're going to get one of our top four. All right, yeah, I agree with you. I think we're we're set up pretty good here. I think we have a good plan in place, and we can discuss some other stuff uh, after our pick or when we get on the board. But uh, let, how about we start the draft? Let's do it. We'll go we'll go pick by pick here. So with the first pick in the 2015 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select James Winston. Uh, and of course, there's going to be some crazy picks here. But guess what? Crazy, unexpected things happen on draft at draft day. That's what makes it fun. So uh, don't don't pay too much attention to the other picks. I guess I would say it's just an exercise. We're having fun. Number two, Marcus Mariota goes to the Tennessee Titans. All right, so we're looking good here. Number three, yep. Vic Beasley goes off the board at number three to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's our number three player on our draft board. Uh, and that's the other thing we should discuss here too quickly. Are are we willing to trade up for anybody? Or are we content to stay at eight? You know, we didn't discuss that. Now there's one of our top three are off the board. Is there anybody, should we get aggressive? Is it worth a second or a third round pick to go up and make sure we get one of our top guys? I'm going to say no. I think, I think we just have a lot of needs, 
and uh, I think we have we we need these picks. I think giving up more picks, uh, as much as I'd like Dante Fowler, and as much as the next couple teams could easily take a pass rusher, Washington, the Jets, uh, the Bears. I would I would much rather kind of stay here, and I feel I still feel good about the top three on our board, and think we'll get one of them. Uh, Stephen, what do you think? Uh, you know, if the, if the Falcons can move up one or two spots for something that's relatively a small you know small compensation, if the Falcons can move swap spots with the Bears, for example, for a fourth rounder. I can see a strong argument for doing that because how many fourth-round draft picks become, you know, difference-making players? I mean, if you think you're, that's going to be the difference in getting, a, you know, a special talent, okay, but I don't want to trade a second, you know, a third or higher. I don't want to get carried away. I agree with everything you just said. I was going to make the exact same argument. I was going to say when we get on the board at, like, six or seven, and if one of our pass rushers is still there, maybe only one of them is left, then I think it might be worth exploring if we can jump up one or two spots for, for maybe a fourth-round pick. But I'd be reluctant to give up a, a second or a third. Um, if we could move up a spot or two for a fourth, if we need to, uh, I, I don't want to do it, but if we need to to make sure we get a top pass rusher, I'd be open to that. But, but otherwise, I agree exactly with, with what Steven said. Cool. Let's, let's keep it going. We'll, we'll right. come to that at six or so. Up next, uh-oh. The Oakland Raiders just took Dante Fowler, the number one player on our Ooh. board. <laughs> so it started off good. Now we're we're down to basically one of our uh, or one of our top three left, which is Bud Dupree from Kentucky. And boy, I mean, he could very well go Washington or the Jets or Chicago, the three spots ahead of us. We're in kind of a precarious position here. Um, I, I still I think it's going to cost too much to move up to five, though. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. Let's see what Washington does. All right, here we go. Washington makes their pick, and it is Shane Ray, defensive end out of Missouri. So here we are again. We got one pat now. Now we're getting really getting down there on pass rushers. So on our board we have two Bud Dupree, four Todd Gurley, and six Randy Gregory are our options that we have left. Uh, do we want to offer the Jets a fourth round pick to move up two spots? I, I'm I'm still leaning toward no because I have to think Leonard Williams is coming off the board here pretty soon for one one of these one of these teams um, and 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 then we still we still end up with Dupree or Gurley and and I I I think I I feel comfortable after both your arguments with either of those players so I, I'd still kind of lean towards no. In, in a in a real world scenario, if I'm sitting and this is what's going on in the draft and I have power to make draft decisions for the Atlanta Falcons, I'm starting to think to myself, ooh, maybe we can get someone to allow us to trade down. Heck, maybe we can trade down and get Todd Gurley. Or maybe we can, I mean, because Amari Cooper's sitting there. I mean, a team like maybe the Rams or the Browns or the Vikings might not be tempted to come up, you know, for someone, you know, or some team might not be tempted to come up for a Leonard Williams or an Amari Cooper. Yep. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'm glad you made that point because I think that's a viable discussion, especially if yeah. Dupree is gone here. We could probably move down a little bit and, and still be looking at Gurley or Gregory. So, so that's something to examine. I guess I'd be inclined. I'd be inclined to offer a fourth round pick to either the Jets or the Bears to move up for Dupree here, but that's me. Uh, obviously, the final call belongs to Shane, our general manager. I, I say let's let's let it roll. Let's gamble a little bit. All right. 
Jets are on the clock, and they make their pick, and it is Leonard Williams, defensive lineman out of USC. So good for us. Here we are, this kind of situation. Uh, the Chicago Bears, they might not take a pass rusher, but they could. Uh, do, do we want to take the chance that they're going to go with a wideout, or do we want to offer that fourth-round pick to make sure we get our guy? I, I think they're going to take Cooper I think they're, or Kevin White. I think they're going to take a receiver here, and, and I don't think we have to worry about it. Halsey, what do you think? I, I'd stand pat at this point. I feel really good about the choices that it looks like I'm going to have to make. I'm okay with standing pat with the caveat that if Bud Dupree goes here, we explore trading down before we take Gurley or Gregory. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. All right. Let's see what the Bears do. They take Kevin White, the wide receiver from West Virginia. So, the number two player on our board is still available. Um do, do we want to revisit anything? Basically, it's a Bud Dupree versus Todd Gurley conversation here, uh, I assume. Um, uh, Shane, do you have any questions before you make this decision? I, I, think, I think we went through it pretty thoroughly before the draft, and, and I think both of you made good arguments, and I think it's close. I, I still am leaning towards Bud Dupree here for us. Um, uh, and, and, and I, you know, I would say, hey, maybe we could move down, but I think it would just be too risky at this point. Um, to, to me, I think it's still Bud Dupree. Uh, uh, Calls, do you want to take one more shot and, and, and try to convince us here to go girly? I'm really scared. We're going to be the Atlanta Falcons coaching staff in front office that people look back and say, I can't believe they passed on Todd Gurley and Amari Cooper for Bud Dupree. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Bud Dupree will be great. You just never know. I'm, I, I don't have a crystal ball or I'd be making a lot of money. Um, but I, I, to me, the I, I'm swinging for the fences. I, I want to trade down, but if I can't, <laughs> I know this is going a little bit outside of what I was talking about before. I might even take Amari Cooper just because I think Amari Cooper is so safe, so good, so polished. I would be open to a trade down. Uh, because just look at the draft order. Uh, if Bud Dupree doesn't go next to the Giants, which I don't know if he would, I don't think the Rams are going to take him. I don't think the Vikings would. Maybe the Browns. But I, I think we could conceivably move down and still be looking at the same group of players that we are now. Or worst case, I think we'd be looking at either Gurley or Gregory a little later on. Uh, do we want to trade down? Do we want to take the bird in the hand with Bud Dupree? Or do we want to I, – we don't want to get too cute, but I, I think there's some wiggle room where we could move down a little bit and still – fulfill or take care of our agenda uh obviously that rests with the gm shane what are your thoughts well let's explore it because i think if we can talk to a team like minnesota cleveland uh, which i think i think i think steven mentioned both of those or miami that uh, to move up for amari cooper then i think we could still be in good position to get one of our top players uh could we, could we explore that possibility yep i can propose a trade how far do we want to go down who do we want to offer and uh what are we looking for in return um, I'm gonna say uh, I, I, see, I don't think I don't think the Giants will take take Dupree. I don't think Cleveland will. Um, I kind of I kind of want to offer to Cleveland. I think moving down to 12 before still stay before New Orleans, uh, who needs a pass rusher, would probably be my ideal scenario. Yeah, I think that's a good number. Uh, Halsey, do you agree with that? Uh, you know I. I guess, you know, I'd be willing to take – I feel so confident that we're going to get a good player. I'd be willing to take, what you know, just about anything to move down a spot or two. Or, Try for a third-round pick? Move down. Sure. 
Yeah. All right. I'm going to make the offer of uh, uh, the eighth pick for 12 in their Browns third rounder. Trade declined. They don't like it. Are we willing to go down that far for a fourth? I don't know if it's worth it for a fourth. No. No. Should we try to go down further or offer the Saints for a third rounder? Yeah, yeah, maybe offer the Saints for a third, see if if they'll take it. Maybe the Saints and the Dolphins, and then I, I think that would be as far down as I'd be willing to go. All right. I'm going to offer the Saints for the eighth pick. I'm going to offer the, and we'll ask for the latter of their third-round picks. That's only three picks difference. Propose that trade. Trade accepted. We have moved down. So now we now have the 13th pick. So uh, we're going to start the draft up again here, and we're going to see who the Saints take, quite possibly a pass rusher. Oh, the Saints take Danny Shelton. Nose tackle out of Washington. Surprise. Works for us. We'll uh, resume the draft. The Giants take Amari Cooper, wide receiver from Alabama, working out in our favor still. Ten. The Rams take Lyle Collins, the uh, the offensive tackle out of LSU. The Minnesota Vikings take Malcolm Brown, defensive tackle out of Texas. And the Browns, boy, this is working out great for us. The Browns take Eric Armstead, defensive lineman out of Oregon. So here we are on the clock, and we have the exact same options available, plus we picked up a third-round pick. Do we want to do it again? I mean, <laughs> we, we still got all three of our options, do we want, or do we want to just uh, to take Dupree here, or do we want to move down a little bit? Uh, there's still two pass rushers on our board, and along with Gurley. Uh, Shane, Housley, thoughts? Well, if I may, uh, I, I, we have eight draft picks. I feel good with eight draft picks. Let's just unless we just get, you know, unless we're offered something we don't see coming that's too good to pass up, let's just get eight good players. And I'm inclined to do that, too. Yeah, but I, I, uh, I, I would have been happy with Fowler at eight, so I don't know if I want to get too cute. I, I think we did pretty well for ourselves. We picked up an extra third-round pick, which is a very valuable selection. Hopefully we're going to turn that into another starter. I, I say we make the pick. Yep, I, I, I say let's pick Dupree and let's go from there. All right. Now, before I make this pick, is there anybody else that we'd be inclined to try to trade up for now? We have a little bit of extra ammunition. We have a second-round pick. We have two-thirds. Is there anybody that we – should we try to make a deal for Gurley? Is, is that – or or Gregory – or not Gregory anymore. I guess we're going to address that. But Gurley, is it worth offering trying to trade up? Uh, I don't know – I don't know if it's going to be feasible to get up into the middle of the first round. But if Gurley's still there in the 20s, do we explore that? I I think we can. I mean, we, we so we've taken Bud Dupree now, uh, so we have our pass rusher, and I I think if Gurley is still sitting there at that twenty two or twenty three, I would I would be inclined to maybe offer our second and offer um, offer a third and maybe another pick to try and move up. And, and get him if if, uh, if he's an elite talent to it. Uh, let's ask the head coach because he's the one that wanted Gurley. Is it worth giving up some of those eight draft picks to, to tr- maybe go up and get him if he falls a little bit? Well, I, I just don't believe any scenario that at this point doesn't involve trading way up to get Gurley. I, I just don't – I'm just being dishonest if I think he's going to be there in the 20s. I mean, there's talk. Well, what if he is? I mean, what if he is? So, I mean, I think that's the case. Oh, if he goes and talks we do a few more picks and, and revisit? Should we do a few more picks and revisit, see if this is even a scenario we need to worry about? Yeah, sure. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sim through pick 20. 
All right, so we have uh, next up, we have the Dolphins take Brandon Sheriff, the Niners take Trey Waynes, the Texans take TJ Clemmings, the Chargers take Eric Flowers, the Chiefs take Landon Collins, the Browns take Devontae Parker, the Eagles take Eli Harold. So here we're at 21 now, and Gurley's still on the board. I still think it would be pretty rich. I don't know if our second and a third round pick would get us where we need to go, um, but maybe like 23, I, I would guess we want to get ahead of Arizona. Should we offer the Lions a second and a third round pick for 23 and see if they uh, nibble? I, I don't think they will, but. I don't. We should probably wait till we get. Yeah, we, I mean, we can, let's, let's wait till we get to 23 and make sure someone doesn't do something crazy here in Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. Gotcha. All right. Uh, the, the Bengals take Shaq Thompson. The Steelers take Marcus Peters. So Gurley is still on the board. We want to, I say, uh, let's, make I say let's try it. I say let's try it. Uh, Halsey, you down for that? Just to give give right, it an effort. We said we said for our second, third round pick. Yep, and then we still we still have that other third round pick from our trade down as well. Right. So I, I mean, in my mind, I'm getting a guy who I think can be a, a, an excellent football player for a second and a third round pick. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take a shot at that. Yeah, I, and I would say maybe toss in, maybe toss in a. Uh, fifth or a sixth, just to kind of sweeten the pot a little bit, perhaps. All right. I'll offer them the earlier of our third-round picks, but it's only a matter of five picks there. Uh, and we have an extra – what do we have, an extra seventh? you want to offer the extra seventh? Sure. Sure. I'm still not sure if this would be enough to get done, but it's worth yeah, a try. But, try. Trade, trade declined. Yeah. I guess right. I'm not willing to go much more than that. I, I don't think I'd give up a second in both thirds for Gurley. That's That's rich. Let's 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 keep it going and maybe revisit it at uh, 26 if he's still sitting there. All right. The Lions take Cameron Irving. The Cardinals take Jake Fisher. The Panthers take Andrews Peak, and the Ravens take Max Williams. So should we offer the same deal to the? Uh, who are we at here? Uh, uh, we're at the Cowboys pick. Might we might take him sure. for themselves? Should we offer it. Sure. Money. Let's Absolutely. offer you. Try it. <laughs> All right. Even this, I don't know if it's going to be quite enough, but trade declined. So I just don't think we had the ammunition, and I don't think we got to pay that much more for running back. It was a valiant effort. It was worth exploring, but I just don't think uh, feasible. Do you have Shane? Should we keep going? Yeah. No, I, 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 I think that's it. I think we'll move on and see what happens. Uh, see, see what happens in the second. Maybe we can get a good running back there. And, of course, the reason the Cowboys wouldn't trade for us is because they took Todd Gurley for themselves. <laughs> uh, and then the rest of the first round here, we'll just uh, I'll read off the rest. Uh, they finished off with uh, 28. The Broncos took Jordan Phillips. Uh, the Colts took Eddie Goldman. The Packers took Eric Kendrick. The Saints get Randy Gregory at 31, a free fall for him, but great value there. Uh, and then the Patriots get A.J. Can. So, uh, I, I, I'm pretty happy with what we did. I just feel like we're going to get a running back. Now we have one pick in the second, early in the second, and two picks in the top half of the third round. So much running back depth. We can get a running back. Let's just discuss briefly. Which which running back should we target, Halsey? Uh, I know this didn't work out like you wanted. I know you preferred Gurley, but who's your preference? Obviously, Melvin Gordon's still on the board, so I'm sure he'd be our preference. But, but assuming Gordon's gone by our pick, which running back? Give us maybe your top two to three running backs that we should target in round two. Or do you think we should wait at this point? Are none of these guys special enough? Should we wait till a third-round pick? 
I'd wait. I, maybe I, I'm just so in love with Todd Gurley that it that it putting a bias in my view of these other running backs. Uh, I just don't see one that I either I love a running back or I'm going to wait to take one. Uh, I just I see I see a number of good running backs. I think I can get a good running back in the second or third or excuse me the third or fourth round. Yeah, I'm kind of inclined to use that extra draft pick we got from trading down to get a runner. Uh, there should still be plenty of value left at running backs in the middle of the third round, and um, that, that would be my preference. And then we could address whether it be the offensive line, tight end here. Uh, so if we're, uh, I don't know if our GM Shane, do you agree with that? And if you agree with that plan, should we should what what should be our priority for round two then? If we're not going to go running back. I would agree with that. I think third round with those two picks, we're going to be able to find someone that would be suitable complement and maybe get a committee going with Devonta Freeman. Hopefully we can still achieve the goal that uh, that, that Halsey laid out in terms of taking pressure off Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. And maybe we can find some other ways to do that. I think a second round, a guy like Clive Walford should really be on our radar. I think he would be a great addition. And uh, with that pass rusher, hopefully fixing some things on defense with Bud Dupree, then maybe we can really get the running back and the tight end here in the second, third round. Uh, so I, I like like someone like him, or, or maybe we, we swing for the fences for an offensive tackle like DJ Humphreys or Cedric Bowie in the second round. But uh, I would probably pass a running back and take either Walford or, or maybe an offensive lineman here. Well, and, and from the scouts' perspective, I would lean towards a tight end, too, just because I think there's a drop-off at that position after that top group of two or three, whereas I think we're still going to be able to get a good blocker, whether it be a tackle or a guard, in round three. So I'd be inclined to, to make tight end the priority in round two. But let's talk to our head coach. Stephen, what, what are your thoughts? What would be your uh, plan of attack for round two? I just want, you know, we've, we've gone defense in the first round. Uh, I either want to get – you know, a guy who I feel like can be a immediate contributor on defense, a long-term foundational piece in defense, or a guy on offense who can come in and play, you know, be a starter and play a major role, I think we could use. I don't know if you ever can go wrong drafting a good offensive lineman that fits your, your team. Uh, you know, there's some tight ends. Walford I like. I don't know if I, don't know if I love him as a second-rounder. Um, I see – I kind of look at this draft as maybe a draft where you want to look for a diamond in the rough, take a take a risk. You can find a diamond in the rough at tight end. Uh, boy, it's like there's just a defensive back. I, I think there, there's a strong argument can be made with really trying to build on, you know, some of the talent we've got in our defensive backfield right now. Well, and, and we're not going to do multiple rounds. We just we're just going to do the first round, and we've already gone a little longer than we planned. But uh, I, I think that was a fun exercise. I think it kind of gives a, a view inside the type of discussions that go on inside war rooms. I'm not trying to say we know what we're doing like the like the actual Falcons uh, organization does, but I think these are the types of conversations they are going to be having, and the type of simulations they're going to be doing themselves within war rooms for the next week they're going to plan for every possible scenario every contingency to make sure their bases are covered and that they're prepared for for any possible scenario that comes up so so this is fun shane i think this is almost even more fun than the, the browns and the saints uh, when we did this even though they had two first round picks i just think there were a lot more moving parts for the falcons 
Absolutely. I think, was, I think it was fun having Halsey here to talk about it. It would not surprise me if when we when we get to the real NFL draft uh, coming up in a, in a week or so here, if the Falcons do take Todd Gurley. I, I, I think uh, Stephen could be right in what they actually decide to do, even if it's not necessarily our preference. And then that's the fun of it, that they, they might go the other way and take Gurley and then take a pass rusher later. Uh, but I think this exercise – shows you how close it really could be to taking one of these pass rushers or going with Todd Gurley at eight. Well, Halsey, we'll give you the last word. Uh, you're a Falcons fan. You follow them closely. What do you, what do you think they're going to do? What do you think they're ultimately going to do? Not necessarily what we think they're going to do or you think they should do. What do you think the Falcons are actually going to do on draft day? Boy, my head is just spinning with all the possibilities. I mean, <laughs> I mean there's talk that Todd Gurley could be drafted even ahead of the Falcons right now. Uh, you, you don't know what's going to go on with trades. I mean, if I had to bet money on what's going to happen, you know, my my safest bets would be they take a you know a guy that helps their pass rush in the first round, and then you know maybe they go uh, running back or they try to address their offense in the second or third round. You know, they might. I could see them. I could see the potentially focusing very heavy defense in this draft and saying, hey, let's just attack our needs on defense as best we can with this draft. And then, hey, we've got a pretty good offense. Or I could see them saying, you know what, let's attack our need to surround Matt Ryan with good players really hard with this draft, even though conventional wisdom might say, no, 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 go defense. You know, if conventional wisdom was always right, teams would never miss on picks. Well, and and I just think, too, you look at the background of the new head coach. It's defensive. He's a defensive-minded guy, and a lot of times that will give us a hint. And and I kind of think it's going to be Fowler, Dupree, or Beasley, assuming one of them are there. And even if they're gone, I'm still not sure they took, would take Gurley. I think they might look at uh, Shane Ray, even Randy Gregory, but, but I think Shane Ray is going to be more in the mix for the Falcons than he would be for other teams because of the defensive scheme I think he's a better fit for than, than he would be for maybe an odd front. But but I guess if, if I were going to make a prediction, I would say the most likely guys would be either Bud Dupree or Vic Beasley. Uh, now, they could both be gone, at which point I think the Falcons are going to have uh, a decision on their hands. But I, I would err towards the, it's going to be one of those pass rushers, best available pass rusher at number eight. Shane, what do you think they're going to do? I'm going to go with Gurley. I think they're going to take Todd Gurley. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they surprise us and that and that I, I, I kind of agree with, uh, with Halsey that they might actually lean offense and Dan Quinn might say, hey, I, I can do something with this defense myself, make sure the offense is elite and we'll get the defense there and that they go for the elite running back. So I'm going to go on record here saying I think they will take Todd Gurley. All right, before we close things out, uh, Stephen, let everybody know where they can follow you. Well, I have not been active on Twitter, really. Um, you know, I guess if people were to be interested in talking football or whatever with me on Twitter, I can, you know, I'd be happy to be more active. Um, I can be, re- uh, my Twitter that I use is at uh, Stephen Bounds. Um, bounds, like out of bounds, even with a PH. Um, I'm on the draft countdown forums pretty regularly. If you message me there, I'll, I'll see it eventually. Um, and, uh, it's been a pleasure. It was a real honor to come on and talk football with you guys. I love talking draft. I love podcasts and, uh, I'm a big fan of you guys. And I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for coming on. You did a terrific job. See, there was nothing to be worried about. Nothing to be nervous <laughs> about. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And, of course, you can also follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Hallam, and I am on Twitter at Draft Countdown. So with that, we are going to call it a show. Hopefully everybody enjoyed it. And as of right now, there are only eight days, four minutes, and 12 seconds left until the 2015 NFL Draft. Tick-tock.